This is a special episode of the Brunvagum podcast, something that nobody was expecting. But hold tight, because it's special, that's why it's here. Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagun, you will not get there on the road bike. As the intro was saying, by the way, the voice of the guy in the intro is pretty charming. Well, this is a special episode, because you know, from time to time, I have to fetch some information, make interviews, write some articles, so I talk with people, I record them, and in order to get all the information, I actually think, okay, I'm not gonna listen to that later. And because I have this kind of attitude, I edit the voice anyways. And if the chat it's that good quality wise content especially content wise well why not going live with that anyways i asked to everybody permission for it i swear you will not go live with your voice if i didn't ask if i could do it i swear well this time was the case of sofian sofian was really fresh of winning the silk road monterey's Yes, I'm writing an article about that. And uh, it was still in Bishkek, and we agreed on having a chat. And then the fact was that the conversation was not only focused on that, was not only focused on the Silk Road Monterey's we went through, other topics, his injury, and uh, how everything started, and the stories were so good that then I asked him, Sofian, what do you think? Do you think I can get you on the broom wagon or on the broom wagon this time? Of course, he said yes, and uh, here we are. The story, it's super great, so I really, really hope that you are gonna enjoy it. This is the second of the special episodes of uh, the Brunvagun, and uh, I'm super, super happy that I could make this thing happen. Um, I want also to mention another thing, uh, now that we are here. So, the episode is here, be sure to um, share, uh, subscribe, do whatever you can do on Spotify, but there is another important thing that I want to ask you today, and is I just uh, prepared a support campaign for Sea-Watch. You remember, actually, now it's completely empty, but do you remember the COVID jar? I collected money for the whole year, and I actually um, collected... 400 bucks, 400 euros, I think, and I put those into the campaign that I went live, and I actually wanted to give also to everybody the opportunity of chipping in to make the bucket a bit bigger. So down here in the description, you will find the link to the campaign in the Sea-Watch website. If you want, if you feel kind, if you think that actually we can do something more together on helping refugees on getting safe and sound through the Mediterranean, Central Mediterranean Sea, well, the link is down there. Please feel free and be sure that you are chipping in a bit. That's something great that I wanted to share with you because I know that you are super, super, super cool. I don't want to actually bother you much more. I told you already what you can do, so share, subscribe, and whatever. All the links to everything you need is down below. And remember that for me it's super important for you to share these voices and these stories all around. Give a great listen to Sofian and let me know what you think. Do you want more of this episode? Do you want less? Are they interesting? Are they too casual? How my sound, my voice sound, how everything sound? Just let me know. Hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email and calamaro.cc is my Instagram handle. People, bye. And I will talk to you in the next special. Probably soon, probably not. You will see.
Hey, Sofian. Hey, Stefano. Doing good? I'm uh, back in the hotel. Yay, everything's fine. I had to walk a little bit, but uh, it's okay. So it's good for me. Yeah. Rather cool. than always being on, on, on taxis around here. I don't really like to ride my bike in Bishkek. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of traffic. It's very polluted and they drive like crazy yes 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 i remember it i remember actually last time that i was there two years ago yes it's a bit i don't know how people can go around with a bike over there it's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know you come from paris man <laughs> so i do yeah i do um it's just that i don't ride in paris with a mountain bike maybe if i had my fixed gear here uh-huh i would be okay to, to ride around the city but it's just with the mountain bike, you have the really wide bars, and it's, it's kind of tricky to to get in between cars because you're so wide, and uh, it's not it's definitely not as fun, and you're not as fast. But uh, yeah, so I just also I'm I don't know why, but I'm just a bit tired. I, I, so I don't I just, know why as well, you know, man. <laughs> Yeah. So I just prefer I just prefer to ride uh ride the taxi. Yes, 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 makes sense. By the way, man, how do you feel? How are you? Oh man. Super tired. Mm. Like I slept eight hours last night. Mm-hmm. Woke up around uh, eight thirty, got breakfast, then I had um I had a, a guy that uh that is a uh a guy from Bishkek that raced two years ago. You probably know him. His name is Malik. Ah, of course I know Malik. He's a photographer as well. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, exactly. And so he came. He came here to do a little uh, interview because he has this website, uh-huh. bike back in Kyrgyzstan. Uh huh. And he left around noon, and I'd w- I went straight to bed and I slept for three and a half hours. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then you packed your bike. It's already everything packed. You're Raya. You are flying back tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, I'm flying back tomorrow morning, quite early. Mm-hmm. So is everything packed? Is everything okay? Yeah, everything. Everything's gonna be fine. It's just gonna be a really, really short night. Mm. Probably gonna sl- sleep four hours, something like that. But then just just gonna be a matter of getting uh, getting on the plane, and uh, hopefully I can get I can catch some sleep on the plane. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I remember also when I came back from uh, Bishkek two years ago, I th- I remember that I slept directly in the airport because it was a bit of a mess. I had the flight also something like five o'clock in the morning. It was the first flight in the morning. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy the, the, the times that they, that they fly from here. The times that they land here and the time that they fly from here, it's a bit crazy. My my friend Adrien, who finished third, yeah. he had his flight at 4 a.m. yesterday. Oof. So he's back to Switzerland. He's back in Geneva. He's back, back in Geneva, probably right now. The story of you two guys being neck to neck, basically one of the first and second for most of the time. It's super cool because you are friends. You are both of you. You are bike messengers. You both of you are veterans for so many races. It's so cool, actually, that you were actually in this race together. I was actually having a a beer with him not not too long before the race because I was in uh, I was in Geneva, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was like, hey, Adrian, what you doing? And yeah, we he, he had finished his uh, his messenger shift that day, and uh, we just uh, we just uh, went and uh, have a beer and chatted, and uh, and it was funny because we were like, okay, guy, I'll see you in a um, couple of weeks in Bishkek, <laughs> which was quite funny when you were in when you were in Geneva. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, you're already traveling, you're already in Geneva, and then you meet back in Bishkek in two weeks during the race, basically. Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's funny because 
Because uh, when we said goodbye yesterday, it's all right. I'll see you in a couple months in uh, Sicily. Where are you going? Sorry, in uh, Sicily. Ah, for, okay. Uh, the two volcanoes. You're doing. Yeah. You did it already last year, right? The two volcanoes. I did. Yes, exactly. Okay. 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 But the 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 course is supposed to be a bit different this year and a bit harder with more more climbing. So okay. I But wasn't sure that it was gonna go. I mean. There's a good chance that I'm gonna go. It's, it's like it's still my my girlfriend is gonna go. So, I mean, I'm, I might as well go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when you talk to her next time, or when you see her next time, send to my from myself also congratulations for her winning also a Trans Pyrenees. It's wow, great. I will. I was following also a story there on and uh, social media stuff. Wow, it's super great. Yeah, but I think it's a great race for I don't know for the both of you of riding. I don't know. I'm just saying that because it's actually in the south of Italy. I come from the south of Italy, so you are swinging by all my lovely Calabria, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think that anything that can happen, you need to go there, man, because it's just beautiful. You go to Aspromonte, you pass through the Pollino. Wow, it's such an amazing place. Yeah, that's a that's a really this is a really good race, and and Juliana did a. Yeah, really great job to, to make a, a really wonderful course and yeah, no, it's and let's face it, I mean you're from the south of Italy, you know that the food is much better in the south than in the north. <laughs> my girlfriend is from the north, so fortunately I'm with my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I completely with you. I completely with you. It's a different style of food, but actually, yeah, usually it's a bit better, less heavy, and it has a bit less influence for from Northern Europe, from the South. It's really, it's really yeah. Mediterranean food. You can find a lot of nuances from Morocco, from Algeria, really the Mediterranean area, and that's why I love it so much. The smell of olive oil, fresh olive oil on top of your tomatoes. It's just wow, something that I dream about every night. Oh man, I never had such such. Good food in, in Italy as the one that I had in Sicily, for example. Mm. That was ah, oh, that was so good. Yeah. Just so good all the time. Never, never disappointed by the food in Sicily. So it's whereas when I was riding Yes. Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. When you were riding? Yeah, when I was because well, I I rode through the, the north of Italy several times. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes not really. But yeah, in the south it was always good. Yes, yes, yes. And uh seems like actually you have no chance, man. You have to go and ride and race actually the, the two volcanoes. Also because probably this year you need to win it. I hope I can do that, but <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Are you gonna go how does it work actually? Because you're arriving on top of the Etna, but are you going with a not suspended bike or a mountain bike there? No, no, no. It's just just a road bike It's because road. we just stay on the Stay on the tarmac while we stay. We stay on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of friends of mine, actually, a lot of friends of mine, went to the Mount Etna on top of it with a couple of good trails. And seems like going up there with the mountain bike is super beautiful. Yeah, maybe next time. Well, not mm. next time because next time I'll have my road bike. But some of the time. Yes, some other time. Just go there for vacation. I really. If we were, I mean, with with my girlfriend after the end of the tour, can spring last year? We had such a good time in Sicily. Mm. It was just so nice to ride there and stop and uh, stop in small towns and uh, and have some good food and enjoy. It was was one of the best vacation that I had. <laughs> That's perfect. Next time, give me a shout once you are going. I can give you. I have a couple of good tips of restaurants in Sicily. So all right, I will. Yes, give me a shout. It's uh, I have a couple of those close from between Trapani and Palermo, and uh, seafood. Yeah. It's just amazing. I have one restaurant that is my girlfriend's favorite. Give me a shout. I'm going to send you the address. Oh, I'm going to send you the okay, address anyways. I will, I will. Let's do it in this way.
Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, that's super great. Super great. So tell me a bit how you feel. What about you? Uh, first of all, how is your knee? Because is everything recovered? You feel better with your leg? Yeah, it was, it was incredible that during the whole race, I, I was never, ever bothered by the knee. Mm. Ever. Like I never felt any pain. The only time that I felt something was, um, I think it was the morning of day, day four. I had stopped in the hotel in Nareen. And uh, yeah, I went to the breakfast. So it was kind of the one of the only, the only time during the race where I, I walked mm -hmm. instead of, of riding because I was in a hotel and I had to go to the breakfast. And that morning, the knee kind of felt a bit funny, like it was not very stable, but it was not painful, really. It was mm. just like felt, yeah, like like I had to be careful not to twist it. But other than that, really for the whole eight days, no pain at all, no worries, just uh, fully 100% recovered. It was it was just just great just amazing yeah and yeah probably this was actually great of the task was actually all the rehabilitation that you have done all the training or whatever i talked with when was it i think you were at the zero neuf in uh, riege at mike actually yes, I was there. yeah and he told me that you were there and also this was part right something like recovering and doing some uh, recovering their rehabilitation and uh, riding nice smooth the reins in order to get back your strength right yes i did a lot of uh, a lot of road riding much more uh, much more road riding than than gravel uh, uh just uh, yeah just try to 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 spin the legs and try to get some uh, some strength back in the leg and uh yeah just uh i was just really focused mm -hmm. and uh I did I did my physio every day and um it paid off. It just it just paid off to to be thorough with the with the um, rehabilitation and 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 now I uh I I I do feel that I can do pretty much anything with the with the Nino. That's perfect. I'm super happy for that, man. When I actually saw uh, your stories and posts on social media that you had the accident, I was feeling super bad. I mean, I mean something like, okay, you are going out in a lot of races. You are really into the adventure game there, enjoying as much as possible, enjoying people, enjoy yourself riding and stuff. And knowing you having this bad injury and probably putting in a risk a bit more the season and stuff, it was a bit it was not hard for me as well. But seeing that you are back with an amazing mood and an amazing spirit and actually we in this, uh, the Silk Road Monte race and recovering and stuff, it's super great. I'm super happy for you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, really. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about the race. Uh, and let's say I would start from the beginning. Which one of expectation did you arrive in uh, in Kyrgyzstan? I mean, not only in terms of the race, on what you would have discovered there in terms of all the spirit that it was there. So I came here early, about nine days before the start of the race as I wanted to acclimatize to altitude. And the it's like for me, the adventure started before the race, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's kind of a whole whole uh, new discovery of this place that, that happened uh, um, about like three weeks ago um, because I had been there four years ago. 
Uh-huh. So I knew the place a little bit. Um, but when I came here on August 4th and I started writing around, I realized that I had missed most of it. You know, mm-hmm. I had seen some cool stuff, but like the really, really beautiful and scenic parts of Kyrgyzstan, I, uh, I had missed them, you know, cause I was, I was rushing through Kyrgyzstan and it was, it was uh, almost winter. It was October, so there was a lot of of places that were just covered in snow that you can get. You can go there. You couldn't go to Songkul. You couldn't go to Kalsut, got to Tashrabad. So all these places, I just I just didn't see them. And um, I really, it's like for me, um, it turned out to be better than I expected because I thought that. The, the Kyrgyzstan was was uh, a nice country, a, a beautiful country, but I had no idea that it was actually as magnificent as it is. You know, yeah. um, I felt I felt like Tajikistan, for for example, was was more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And 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 then just starting writing here, I realized that there are places in in, in Kyrgyzstan that are absolutely amazing and that are that are on par with what tajikistan has to offer and it's just um the whole adventure uh whether it was during the race or even before the race it was just for me like uh getting to know the country for real um it's like the first time that i had been here i just you know rushed through and I didn't really know the place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that it's over, I, I, I know the place and I know how beautiful it is. Yeah, uh, I, well, the, same thing, the same thing that happened to myself when I came over. You were not expecting this country to be as magnificent, as pristine, as cool as it is. But then at a certain point, you go through the mountains, you see all the peaks, you see actually all the valleys that you're passing through. And then you understand why everybody calls it the Switzerland of Central Asia, not because... Probably Switzerland is not as cool and as magnificent, as beautiful as Kyrgyzstan is, because Kyrgyzstan is really pristine, it's really pure, apart from pooping of the cows all around. But you know what I mean? It's super beautiful. Yeah, spaces are amazing, and I completely understand what you feel. Yes, and it's 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 like Switzerland is just full of people. There's just people everywhere. You can't you can't stand anywhere in Switzerland and not see a house. You know, there's always people living it's such a prosperous country it's just there's just so many small villages and then the big cities and it's i mean for me i raced and i raced in switzerland and at some point it became overwhelming you know because i would like to ride my bike to be by myself to be alone to to feel like i i own these magnificent places for for a moment you know that they're only there for me as i'm as i'm here and and in switzerland it was just impossible to be alone anywhere and at some point like just racing in switzerland i was like oh please less people you know (laughs) and 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 kyrgyzstan is just like it's just the opposite yeah like there's never anyone it's always empty and it's i loved it it was absolutely it's like morocco you know Mm. it's like the atlas mountain race yeah. There is never anyone. 
and that's that's what I that, that's why I love these races, the the Nelson races, because sure they're hard, but you go to places where, man, you're yeah, no one's gonna bother you here. <laughs> no, that's right. And tell me a bit more about this process. How did you decide to come? To, to Kyrgyzstan and race the Silk Road Mountain Race. There was actually an attraction coming also from uh, your last participation to the, uh, the Atlas Mountain Race, so you knew basically what Nelson does with these races. They are pretty unique. Or there was also because you were already in Kyrgyzstan and you liked the place. Which one was the, the kind of, yeah, the attraction, the, the mood that brought you there? It's, it's just that... Um... So I heard about about the race uh, before the, the the first edition, mm-hmm. uh, knowing knowing Nelson a little bit, knowing knowing bikepacking, and I kind of followed it. Uh, um, and I was like, you know, when it first appeared, I was like, oh yeah, a race in Kyrgyzstan, why not? It's not bad, but Tajikistan is more beautiful. Okay. That's what I told myself. And then I followed it and I, I saw that it was really slow, you know, that JP was riding 200 kilometers a day. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering what was happening. And then I read some report, like, for example, I read uh, David Chernside's report. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I realized how hard the race was because I kind of imagined, I, I had no idea, for example, about the weather. Because when I was in Kyrgyzstan in uh, in October, um, the weather was actually kind of okay. But the thing is, when you're bike touring, you never find yourself uh, climbing at three thousand five hundred meters in the middle of the night. You know, of course. So you you don't you don't really know the kind of conditions that the the racers are gonna have. I was just like. I was kind of surprised because I was like, yeah, I was there in October and I could cycle every day, no problem. What is what are they complaining about? How is it possible that it gets to minus 10 at night when I remember that I camped somewhere in my sleeping bag and it was okay, no tent and stuff like that. And then yeah, I kind of realized that it was much more extreme than than I thought. And at first I was like I was kind of trying to understand what what Nelson was trying to do, I was like, because I, I, having ridden there, I knew that you could actually have a, a kind of a nice race through Kyrgyzstan on, on you know, good gravel roads. Um, and I was kind of wondering why it made it so hard, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that it felt for me that it was unnecessary to have something so hard. And then the, the, the next year is when the race really picked up and you had James Aiden and you had JP again and you had little Wilcox and you had uh, uh, people from, from all over the world just coming and gathering. And that's when I think the race uh, gained all of this prestige, you know. It was like the best racers, that's where they want to go. Yeah. And why? I think it's because, first of all, it's an adventure. It's really far. It's really remote. But it's also because after the first year, everybody realized this is really hard, you know? And when you make something really hard, the best, the most hardcore racers, they want to try it. They want to see if they can succeed, you know? 
And I think for me, what happened is like I saw the race kind of of grow into this legend of this is the hardest bikepacking race out there. This is where the the strongest racers go and they can only average 200, 230 kilometers a day because it's just it's just too hard and it's snowing and it's raining and then it's 40 degrees in the valleys and it's like you have to walk for hours and hours. And there was this this kind of uh, uh, it kind of happened at the same time that I was getting uh, more and more into the hard stuff, into the hardcore stuff, uh, and the and and the race was gaining in prestige. Uh, it's like in 2018 when it when it happened. Um, I was not at the level that I am right now, you know. I hadn't won any race. I had finished the Tour Divide for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had finished the Trans Am for sure. And uh, I had raced in, 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 in Taiwan. But all of the really hard stuff that I did afterwards, well, I, I just, uh, I didn't, I wasn't as strong uh, mentally as I am right now, you know. But it's, it turns out that after the first Silk Road Mountain race, I did the Italy divide. I did another tour divide, which was really hard. I did an Inca divide, and I grew up as a racer, and my my mental toughness grew up as well. And I felt that at some point, what I thought was unnecessarily hard was now just a challenge and a test and it was like okay this is gonna be super tough but now that i've done some of the hardest races in the world i need to know if i can win the hardest one you know so it's just like it was a mix of of the the me getting stronger me wanting test myself even more and and just just the the silk road mountain race getting more and more intention more and more attention and more and more prestige and then i was like okay i i i just need to go there because if you want to be if you want to be someone in the world of off-road bike packing today i feel that you have to go there makes a lot of sense let's talk about one second about that then we're going to go in the race itself but i just want to ask you so you were mentioning that when the race so the silk road monte race first edition number one 2018 with the amazing ride of jay and then there was levante as well there uh we're trying to catch up and whatever but actually when this happened for the first time you were not ready uh to take part to it and making the results that you have done this year. But then you actually improved time over time with your experience and everything. But what may, so you really think that actually watching around and having also the possibility, thanks to, uh, I don't know, uh, dot watching and social media and whatever, seeing these races developing gave you the extra, let's say, the extra motivation of starting getting stronger or being more motivated or just being a bit, you know, fitter in terms of mental uh, strength and also physical strength in order to, 
to really improve your game, get your get yourself better in the game, and then starting really competing and winning for these races. Which one was really the process that brought to going to really to the super super tough races and get really being one of the biggest competitors, if not the biggest competitor, the bigger the biggest competitor, right uh, around. I think it was kind of an accident, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, because what happened is, I kind of lost the, kind of lost the 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 drive and the wheel to to the will to race, um, in the 2017 Trans Am because, first of all, it's it's not it's not such a nice race, and then I had mechanical troubles, which which cost me a place on the on the podium, and and then I was like, ah, this sport is is really ungrateful where you you focus all year on a on a goal and then it can just go away in a matter of seconds because of something that is completely out of your control and i felt that you know it was it was it was maybe something that i wasn't meant to do and 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 then i went to um and then i went to taiwan to race and and i had uh i had a ton of fun even though i uh i got sick and and couldn't uh and couldn't win the win the race but I uh, I made like a, a a comeback from the dead, where <laughs> after stopping for twelve hours, I was I was last in the race, and I uh, and I managed to get back in third. Yeah. So that was that was like that was like winning for me. That was really fun. And then I decided that I was I was just gonna keep racing, and I didn't really know what to do. And in uh, in May of 2019 i decided to sign up for uh, the italy divide yes and for me the italy divide it was like it was like the strata bianca you know mm-hmm. nice gravel roads um in in tuscany you know and uh just uh, uh good weather and uh pizza and uh, good food and it felt like it was gonna be off-road but easy you know like <laughs> maybe 1200 1200k maybe we could finish in um three three and a half days and then i showed up in italy and it was hell you know man <laughs> i remember the, the exactly that race like, i remember that race it was yeah, snowing all over the like place 30, 35 degrees <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in naples and then the first hiker bike was actually you, you couldn't push your bike you had to carry your bike and and there was like thorn bushes and 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 my legs were getting just just all sorts of scratches from the thorns and it, and it lasted for like an hour and 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 then it was it was just hours and hours of pushing the bike and then it was raining and the last day I got caught in a snowstorm and I, I hiked my bike in the snow for an entire day. And it's like, but I had to do it, you know, and I didn't get any sleep during the rest. I never slept. And I had to do it because James was there. Yes. And James was chasing me. And I was like, I can't stop. If I stop, he's gonna catch me. And and I just wanted I just wanted to be first, you know, which is why I what I've always wanted. And I just I just did it. I kept going. We finished. Uh, we finished together with James. Yeah, this was awesome. And and yeah, it was my first. It was it was a shared victory, but it was still a victory, and it was my first one. 
And then I realized like, it's okay to do some really, really hardcore stuff as long as in the end you get the win, yeah. you know? It's like, as as soon as you win, as soon as I win, I forget everything. Mm. I, I'm like, yeah, maybe it was hard. I don't, I don't know. I don't even remember. I just know that I got, I got the win. And, and then, yeah, I was like, you, you, you had to do it. It was incredibly hard. It was, it was probably the, the, in terms of, of weather and, and, and hike a bike and, and, uh, and competition and not sleeping. It was still, it's still probably to this day, the hottest race that I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Cause it's, it's just a mix. It's just a mix of things, you know? It's just that when you can't sleep, when you have to, you have to keep moving all the time. When you, you have all of the the weather that comes like right at you, with whether it's 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 just really hot or rainy or really cold, or you have to walk for an entire day. Uh, it's just, and then you have that that James chasing you all the time. And you can't sleep. It's just like it's the course in itself and the length of the race. That's that's not maybe as hard as the as the um, Silk Road Mountain race, but it's just a, 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 a if you throw in the other ingredients, if you throw in the weather, and you, if you throw in the competition and the lack of sleep, it makes it it makes for something that is terribly hard, really. And yeah, and then I was, I, I, there was kind of, um, I don't know, was, was, uh, uh, I, I don't, I can find the word in, in, in English, but it all started here. You know, it all started from the Italy divide where I, I still made a few mistakes, which meant that I couldn't finish and be the only winner. Okay. But I still, still got the, still got that victory. And then I started to, you know, just, just, get my my game real tight you know and stop making well it's impossible to stop to completely stop making mistakes but making fewer and fewer of them and 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 then just starting to be really determined and and having like this kind of uh, of you know knowing the strategy knowing the the kid the gear and just and just keep moving all the time but i would say yeah it was it was it was kind of an accident because i was not targeting a really hard race i was just targeting a race that i okay. thought would be you know kind of average in terms of difficulty and no it turned out to be whew, super hard and then yeah but but doing it i kind of i kind of grew up as a racer Maybe not overnight, but in four days, I, I I grew up a ton. And I realized that, you know, when I did my first race in 2016, at some point there was a, there was a 15-minute hike a bike. And I was like, oh, this is too hard. I hate it. And then I had to do the Italy Divine three years later. And, yeah, you would have one-hour, two-hour hike a bikes all the time. You do it. You just do it. And, and yeah, I just, uh, it was just a matter of, of, of growing up as a racer and learning, learning how to deal with, uh, 
with this stuff. And, and now whenever I do something that's really hard in a race, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's hard, but I have to do it. And everyone has to do it. It's not like I'm the only guy that is going to push my bike for a couple of hours up this mountain. Everybody's going to have to do it. So yeah, we might as well do it. And, um, it's just part of the race. I signed up for this. I registered. I paid my. Uh, I paid my fee. So, let's do this. So it's, it, it does. Let's no, enjoy it. I'm not saying. I'm not gonna say let's enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but there's no. There's no point complaining. You yes, know? you're right. You're there's no right. point complaining because nobody's forcing you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, you're telling me a couple of things that actually switch on some lights in my in my line of thoughts and stuff. Actually, you were saying that basically on the first Italy divide, you kind of structured already your your kind of strategy that was actually your yeah the strategy that you usually use for all the races that you won and you participate in general uh that's something that we already remember that we already discussed in uh in marrakesh the first time that we met but um basically the kind of little things that you usually do uh, in order to win the race is actually keep on moving over and over not sleeping so much or not sleeping at all uh never stopping for eating i remember once you told me that usually eating on the bike it doesn't make really sense for you especially at the beginning of a race of stopping to eat something or whatever usually you get your food and then you eat on the bike and uh, yes this is basically which one is your strategy being fast on the climbs don't stopping so much not sleeping so much never stopping for food seems like on the other side the silk road monterey's 2021 had a great success it was a great success anyways but you didn't follow completely uh, this kind of strategy that you have how did it happen actually i think that everything started from the beginning because actually you got the delay on uh, the starting time and then you had some time also to sleep and stuff but then also during the race seems like you didn't really follow this classical strategy it was something that you learned by doing it or it was something that you already planned doing in this way i think the silk road mountain race is is um is it's really hard to implement the kind of strategy that, for example, I have in Morocco or, or on the Tour Divide. The thing with the Silk Road Mountain Race is that it's, it's so relentless. Mm. It's such, you know, in your face all the time, beating you up all the time, never giving you anything. You always have to earn every kilometer is is so intense that it's not that it's impossible not to stop but it's much 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 harder not to stop because at some point you're gonna be like okay it's 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 just too much mm. i wanted to stop for i don't know how much time but for example the first night so we 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 started at 4.21 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I would say after 24 hours of riding, um, I was like, okay, I, I, need to, I need to take a break from this. Um, I remember that from kilometer to 200 to kilometer 300, um, there was just so much climbing mm -hmm. and the roads were so broken up and the gradients were so steep it was just a battle it was like a hundred kilometers 
of battling in the dark you know it just it was it was it was night it was cold sometimes it was rainy and it was just yeah a battle that's it was the fight that's i don't know any other way to put it you know and it's, it was like you were you were in a boxing match and you were you were you had mike tyson in front of you just beating you up punches after punches and and sometimes you just had to throw in the towel you're like okay i just i please make it stop yeah and so after 24 hours i was not sleepy i was not tired but i was mentally broken down and i decided that i had to stop I had to just uh, get in my sleeping bag. I didn't even sleep, but I needed to take a break. You know, mm -hmm. I needed to take a break from from just the horrendous roads, uh, uh, the impossible gradients. And I would say that my strategy of keeping moving all the time, not sleeping, uh, 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 it's it's just really really tough to do here i mean sometimes i would just stop for no reason mm -hmm. i would just stop pedaling and just sit down and be like all right i uh i need to take a break or for example um i remember sometimes i had a, a slow leak in my tire and i was like okay i'm just gonna keep inflating it and then it's gonna just slowly deflate and I'm going to fix it when I need to take a break, you know? Yeah. When I feel like, when I feel like I've had too much, it's going to be a good excuse to stop. It's going to be the, the 15 to 20 minutes that I take as a break just to put a patch on my tube and not, not take the, not take the punches of the, of the Silk Road mountain race for a little bit. So, um, it's it's a mix of of both um, needing to breathe mm -hmm. and needing to just uh, uh, not be riding in in on such hard roads, and and then also of course I knew that I had just a massive massive lead, and that I had this luxury that i could stop you know mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like uh, uh on on other races where i just had maybe two three four hours uh on on on, on second place and then you have to be really careful yeah. here i had i had sometimes i don't know 14 hours uh 16 hours so it's it's just different you know you can you can relax a little bit. You can be like, okay, here's the checkpoint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a laugh with the crew, and uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some food. And here is, you know, 20, 30 minutes where I can forget about the race and just get some, uh, get, get some food in me, get a bit warm, and 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 it's it's uh, it's. It's not gonna be. It's not. It's not gonna be a problem because I also know that if I do it, anybody who comes after me is gonna do it. You know. Yeah. 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 Makes I sense. knew that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, it's super great. But actually, um, anyways, your race, so you were talking about, okay, uh, you needed a bit more of rest, so taking breaks, uh, you had anyways a, a really solid lead for most of the race, but still your race was not a cup of tea. Actually, you went in through, in already in day two, as I remember, into huge snow storms and high mountains, super cold, staying there, rides and everything that was there, and then hot valleys, and then you broke your wheel, and then you got as well a couple of hard mechanical punches and stuff, and then you got sick in the stomach as well in the last day, as I remember, well, it was not a cup of tea. It was not just an easy day in the park, I would say. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. It was <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a, a, a struggle for eight days. And uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I remember that 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 snowstorm on uh, on day two, where I was like, huh. They told me it could happen, <laughs> but still, it's, it's kind of surprising. I mean, you don't really expect it, especially since day one had been really, really hot. Yeah. You know, 35 degrees, and I had to stop every every hour to, to, to buy two liters of, of water and iced tea. And then, then it's the next day, like right the next day, you get the snowstorm, so... It was it was a it was a hard race, yeah, definitely. I mean, I uh, and this is also why I want to come back because <laughs> I feel like like it didn't really go that well. <laughs> I just I just want to come back for to try and 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 have a race that actually goes well, you know, without without mechanicals, without punctures, without without getting sick. Without without getting really weak and stuff like that, and 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 maybe, you know, I did a couple of, I did a couple of mistakes that, uh, for example, the last night when I got sick, instead of trying to find a guest house, mm-hmm. I I camped in a I camped in an ab- abandoned house and I didn't really get the rest that I would have gotten in a in a in a guest house and stuff like that. So, it's it's um, it was definitely not a walk in the park. Um, but you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, I think it's, it's probably, probably going to make for good stories and, and, and it builds character. And, um, it's like, if you can't really be proud of how long it took you, um, maybe you can be proud of, uh, how you overcame adversity, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, I was really, at first I was really hoping to do it faster than seven days. Okay. So we wanted um, to do it in no. under seven days. So this was your goal. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I don't, I haven't made my calculations yet, so I don't know if it's actually possible. But this was something like a rough idea. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely on track for seven days before uh, before my mechanical, but the second part of the race is much slower than the first part. So um, I, I need to make the calculations because I, have, I haven't met them right, right now. But uh, yeah, I was I was kind of hoping for for under seven days, 
then I was kind of hoping for under seven and a half, then under eight. And it was like, yeah, the, the second half of the race was just giving up and giving up all the time and just trying. And then at some point I was like, okay, I just want to finish. I just want to, yeah. well, I know I, it's not like I just want to finish because I was still first. So it's not just finishing, it's still winning. But yeah, at some point I just, I just gave up any idea of finishing in a certain time. I mean, the last day, um, when you have that, that hike bike that lasts for six hours, it took me, it took me 10 hours because I would, I would just push my bike and then I would just sit down and look at the scenery and it was so peaceful and quiet. I was like, yeah, it's the last day. And I, I know now, I mean, I'm 50 kilometers away from the finish. So I know that it's the last day and, and, and then it's going to be over and I'm going to be out of the mountains and then I'm going to be out of the, of, of the country. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if, I'm, if I finish in eight hours and uh, in eight days and 10 hours or eight days and 12 or 14. And so I would just, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no. Just it's, sit, sit, sit down, and then look at the look at the scenery, and be like, "Wow, that's a that's a pretty place." No, that that's the, this makes a lot of sense. But yeah, going back a bit more in the toughest toughest situation, uh, when I when I so there are two moments actually that myself watching on social media and checking the dots, two moments that I was there and I said something like, mm, "It's gonna be tough." The first one, if for sure, uh, the um, the wheel situation where actually I saw it and I saw that actually, I remember actually um, on your Instagram, you posting a photo of yourself into a taxi with two Kyrgyz dudes saying, we have a situation. I said, what the hell, what happened? And then looking around, I got to know that it was your, uh, your wheel broken. You went to a bicycle shop, you repair it yourself, you get back to your bike, you repair it that you went through. But there I thought, hmm, that's weird. What's going to happen? The second time was, it probably was before even, I don't remember, when I, I remember your uh, videos from Narin, I think, where you actually were talking about, okay, I stopped, I slept a bit, I needed to have a really solid uh, hotel breakfast in order to continue. I said, hmm, probably is feeling the a bit the pain, is feeling the, the effort, I think, Sofian at that moment. So, Probably those ones were a bit more, in my opinion, from a dot watcher perspective, the, um, the critical problem. How did you... So first of all, is it okay? Is it correct? Second thing is, how did you overcome uh, these two problems, especially the wheel one? And if did you see any other, let's say, uh, concrete, a solid problem, mom, problematic moment there? So about the, the, the Nareen mm -hmm. hotel situation, actually what happened is kind of silly. I was, so I started the, the day before in Tamga. I had slept in the guest house there. And um, between Tamga and Narin, the only resupply point is uh, Tosor. It's, uh, you, you go out of Tamga and you're, I think maybe for, for 10 or 14K on a, on a paved road. And then you have a few, a few shops, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I left Tamga and I was like, okay, this is a paved road. I have cell service. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do a quick uh, story on Instagram 
to just to keep people informed of, of what's going on with my race, you know. And I was actually uh, telling people about um, about last night and uh, and singing. And and at some point, I saw that there was a shop, and I was like, "Oh, here's the shop, but I'm singing, so I can't really stop in this shop. I'll stop in the next shop." But there was no next shop. Oh wow! It was the, it was it was the shop. Like if you miss this one, the next one is in Nareen. Oh god! And so I I I got to the to the turnoff to the gravel road, which is the start of the climb of Tosor Pass, and I was like, oh oh, um, I looked at my GPS and I saw that like ahead there was nothing, and that I needed to go back if I wanted to get some food, but there's no going back. There's like only. Only forward movement is allowed for me. Of course, you know? yeah. I was like, I don't have food. Well, actually, it's not. It was not true. I had three packs of peanuts. Uh -huh, okay. I had, I would say, probably two hundred grams of peanuts. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to ride to Nareen with three packs of peanuts, and I don't know. I don't know the course. If you look at the race manual, it says that there's no shops there. But sometimes the race manual says that there's no shops and there's one. Okay. So I decided that was I was going to try it. You know, I was just, I was like, okay, I'll take that chance that maybe there's a shop that's not in the race manual, and and if not, well, I still have my three bags of peanuts. So the the Such next situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, 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 what happened in, and why I spent an hour at the breakfast buffet in Nareen, it's just because the day before I had ridden without food, you know? That's great. But then. It's not that I was. No, yeah, yeah. It's Sorry? super clear. But the thing I want to ask you how, much, how long did it take you from the last shop, let's say, from the singing shop until Nareen? How long did it take? One full day or? Yeah, it was, it's like 20. I mean, between. Seeing that shop and sitting at breakfast, there's like 24 hours. Damn it. 24 hours with three packs of peanuts. <laughs> three packs of peanuts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So that's why I, that's why I stop in this uh in this hotel and that's why I I I uh I uh I spent an hour at the breakfast buffet because I had I needed to get to to get a, a lot of food in me after uh, after the the stupid resupply uh mishap that i had um that i had the day before okay 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 and then the the the, the real situation well that was one of the longest night of my life if not the longest i uh i asked um the a lady in a guest house if she could get me a taxi and she was like yeah sure uh and i'll go with you to uh to Adbashi. Uh, this way I can, I can translate what you mean, stuff like that. Like she, she pretended like she was really, uh, really, you know, here to help. Okay. When actually she was really happy that she could go to Adbashi for free. Okay. Yeah. And at first, instead, instead of going to, to the, to the local hardware store in the, in this small town, yeah. she, um, she said, oh yeah, maybe we, maybe my friends. In my village, which is a which is a bit 
uh, before Adbashi. Maybe my friends in my village can help. And uh, yeah, we went to see her friends in the village, but they were not there. Uh, and also, like she, she kind of took advantage of this trip to deliver some uh, some meat. Okay. To okay. to some house, like <laughs> it was like, and then she finally, after you know, seeing that her friends were not there, and I have no idea how her friends would have been able to help me anyway, because you know, if you want to help me, you need either spoke nipples or spokes you know of course or a wheel yeah and it's not a guy in a farm that is going to have you know spoke nipples and then she was like oh better to go to adbashi and i was like yeah it's definitely a good idea to go to a shop rather to go to some dudes that are just farmer and that are out in the rice fields it's, it sounds like a good idea you know <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like I was, I was in a way, I was just so, I was, I was so tired and also having it being not my first time traveling in Central Asia or, you know, these kind of countries, I know that it's, there's no use in trying to pressure people. Oh, okay. It okay. doesn't work, you know? Okay. It's just like in these countries, in, in, in Central Asia, in Southeast Asia, they just, you can't really make them understand that you're in a hurry. <laughs> okay. You know, because they are never in a hurry. Yeah. And they, they will look at you like you're crazy. Okay. So, it, and it, I mean, the fact that you're in a hurry will not change the fact that they are never in a hurry. So I just stayed calm and I was like, yeah, okay, they can help us. Let's go to a hardware store. I mean, I knew... Uh, could have t uh, could have told her like before like just no don't go to your village let's go to the hardware store now first but ah uh, sorry it was like i knew i was gonna lose half a day like probably 12 hours okay so like if i lose 12 hours or 13 hours it's not it's not a big difference and then yeah we went to the we went to this hardware store and I, and at first I, I I walked in and I looked at all the Chinese crap that was in there. Yeah. And it was like, we're never gonna find spoke uh, spoke nipples here. It's impossible. And then I I noticed that there was a uh, a couple of uh, secondhand bike wheels, and I was like, this is my this is my best chance actually, is to is to get one of the of the old wheels. And just to to buy the buy the wheel and and get the the spoke nipples from the wheel. Okay. But actually, the miracle is that the guy went into a you know a tiny drawer, and he got a little bag of spoke nipples. Incredible brass spoke nipples that were actually the right size. No way. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wow. All right, dude. Awesome. That's that's just that's just perfect. That's just exactly what I need. And and I replaced all of them. And um and yeah, and that's that's uh that's how it, uh, that's how it went. It's, <laughs> it took a, it took a bit of time. I mean, I lost um I lost seven and a half hours. Okay. Uh which which seems a bit crazy because well I would say a couple hours to release the wheel and a couple hours to just to go there and back. So all in all, it should have taken maybe four or five hours. But yeah, 
then there's the fact that uh, it's just everything takes time here. Yeah, everything no. takes just more time. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. You need to find the taxi. You need to find actually. You will find somebody who actually offered herself in this case to bring you there. It's, yeah, it's it's like I I I asked the lady. Like so, can you can you get a taxi uh, uh, to Adbashi? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, when do you think we can leave? And she's like, in 20 minutes. And we left an hour and a half later. <laughs> Typical. And yeah. you know, there's nothing you can. Yeah, you know, there's nothing you can do. And when she told me we leave in 20 minutes, I never believed her because <laughs> it's impossible. You can't you can't actually have a taxi. In 20 minutes, it's, I, I don't I don't see how it's possible. It's not like you're in Bishkek and you're and there's like a millions of of taxis down 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 your hotels. It's just, it's just you're just in the in the asshole of Kyrgyzstan and and I don't know what she was thinking, but she, she told me 20 minutes. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'm just gonna take a nap. You tell me <laughs> when the taxi is here. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, this sounds like really a great experience. One of those classic Kyrgyz experiences that you can really, I don't know, you can really live just by going out in villages and meeting people and stuff. There was something else. I mean, other interactions with uh, uh, the locals, the Kyrgyz people that actually made a bit more your trip or this one was the, let's say, the most, uh, I would say, enjoy entertaining more than enjoyable. <laughs> well this one was the this one was definitely the 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 most entertaining especially when you when i thought that we were going to see people to to see if they could fix my wheel when actually we were just del delivering cardboard box full of full of meat, meat. you know <laughs> i was like dude <laughs> i know why people get sick here I was like we actually it was a really hot day and there was a cardboard box full of me traveling with us crazy. in the trunk. And they're like, dude, really, man, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you always, uh, it's, 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 uh, yeah. The thing with racing is that you don't, you don't get to, to, especially when you race fast, you don't get to uh, spend a lot, of, a lot of time with the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense, but still, seems like, anyways, you got a good, a good, a good kick on uh, what can happen. But on the other side, so this one, where probably these two ones were probably, uh, yeah, the toughest times of your race. When were in the other side the ones, the actually the days, the hours, the moments when you felt like, wow, it's the best day of my race, of that's the best place where I've been in this period. There were some wow moments. In a positive way. Yeah, there was there was definitely some wow moments. I remember on on day three. I think um, I have I have a, a, a bit of trouble re remembering exactly the the name and and where I was coming from, but yeah, I do remember day three uh, going up uh, a valley, and it lasted for hours and hours you know it was just like it was this really really uh gentle gradient and you would it was almost flat but you, you just still uh kept going it was the approach of the arabelle pass okay okay remember it clearly yes and, and it's like 
because you, you, you get the first day and the first day you have that really really hard climb from talas um and then it's uh and then it's rather flat and, and there's still you know a uh, uh, lot of a uh, lot of uh, uh, villages and uh, it's not as it's not as remote and then uh, and then the second day was mostly <laughs> that that snowstorm and then getting to getting to coach corn in the evening so getting to to a big town but day three is when I really felt where I was you know, going in the really, really remote, empty parts of Kyrgyzstan, um, as 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 uh, as I would go higher and higher along this river, I would see less and less people. You know, and I would feel that it was I was it was getting emptier and emptier and. I mean, in terms of scenery, it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And I just felt it, man. Then when I was there, I was like, yeah, this is, this is the, this is the best day so far. This is what I, what I came for. But even, even the last day, you know, even the, the really, really long hike a bike, um, it took me an entire day actually to, to ride because I started at I started at four a.m. Mm-hmm. for the last section from Kindy. I started at four a.m. and I think I finished I finished probably around six p.m. So that's a whole fourteen hours for ninety k. So that's a whole day. I mean, it was even. I mean you. On the 90K, you probably see, I don't know, four, five, maybe six, just really small farms. Yeah. And yeah, it means like every couple of hours, maybe you're going to see sign of of civilization or not even civilization, just sign of, of people living here. And it's just, yes, that emptiness that vastness that remoteness really really what i was looking for and at some point i remember there was this uh there's this lake uh it's just, it's just a small lake it's kind of greenish and it looks a bit like uh like the jura okay and there's uh this pine trees there and um I just wanted to get to get some uh, some uh, water in my in my bottle, so I, I I stopped and I filled up my bottle and then I I was sitting uh, along this this stream, and then I lift up my head and I looked at that uh, looked at that lake, and I just I just stayed there for ten minutes, you know, no reason. My 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 water was just my my bottle was full of water already. I just. I could have just kept going, but I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a really pretty place, and it's just really peaceful, and there's no one there, and I feel like there's no just like no one anywhere, you know. In this in these in these moments, you feel like you could you could stay there for days and days, and you would never see anyone, and and 
I just love these places. No, yeah, that's uh, this sounds super beautiful, and uh, that's exactly what I think you enjoy the most while being out there in Kyrgyzstan. These places that are just, as I was saying before, pristine, beautiful, empty, yeah. pure nature, and it's something that I I still I know uh, we were talking about that at the beginning. I live in Switzerland. From time to time, you go on top of the mountains. They are not so, but it's not the same. Is not absolutely the same than going there because there you can f- really feel how wild is this place and uh, how pure is this place. It's just amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing that I want to ask you, Sofiane, and then I will let you be also because it's kind of tired. Uh, it's kind of late. Uh, the last thing that I want to ask you is so you already said it a couple of times that you want to go back. Yes. Right? But which one are the plans to get him back? So get him back for enjoying a bit more the place and enjoying a bit more the adventure, looking for, um, I don't know, looking for Nelson to change a bit the track so you can actually explore something more, uh, going there back to have a bit more of competition and maybe push a bit more your performance. Going back, why? Uh, I'm just not happy with my time, actually. I just want to post a good time. I mean, I had... I had so much, so many punctures and then I had so and then I had the a lot of the eight hours of uh, of uh, the wheel trouble and 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 yeah the the lack of competition the the fact that I I didn't have somebody really strong to push me for the the duration of the race I feel like I'm happy that I won but I know I can do much better I can go much faster on this course and and i saw also i know i can enjoy it more if i have the right bike because i had i had a, a rigid fork and i don't i really don't think it's a good choice i think i should have gone with at least a front suspension and maybe maybe a full suspension suspension bike so i just feel like i didn't do things right here um and i want i want to just come back to 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 do things right and um yeah and it, it would be nice to to um to have a, a a bit more competition it's 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 obviously great to win this race but um when i look at the races that i've won i think that to this day um the atlas mountain race is still my greatest victory okay yes because the the lineup yeah the lineup was just so strong and and I'm I'm really proud of what the, what I was able to achieve there. I had a game plan and I stick to my game plan and and I implemented implemented it perfectly. Um whereas here I just kind of went along and kind of um it's 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 nice to win, but I can't I can't say that I did my best, you know. And um, and I just wanna I just wanna come back and 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 do my best and say at the end of the race, all right, I don't think I can go fast. I don't think I can go faster than this. I think that this is as fast as I can go here. Yeah. No. Yeah. I completely I completely feel the point. And actually, also understanding already which one are the points that you can improve. 
it's super important to remember that I read about it. Uh, I read about yourself thinking about getting for sure a suspended bike, front suspended, maybe a, a full suspended. Uh, the technical problems that you had that probably could have been fixed with a bit more of focus, as you were actually telling us, telling uh, telling me before uh, about the wheel and everything that could have been at least not fixed, but. Uh, maintained at a certain point a bit better have a hack that would bring you there and also on the other side the competition side that yeah for example was a great was a huge pity that uh, James didn't actually didn't go to the start because of this uh, yeah as I was reading this little problem with somebody being positive COVID positive in his guest house I think and he didn't want to put himself and other people in troubles with that even if he was fully vaccinated and stuff but actually I think having James out of the game took out a bit of the competition from your side as well we all know how hard and how strong is that guy yes yes definitely definitely it's just it's just uh it was just um and and oh there was another really strong rider that was supposed to show up Rodney Sonko uh, from yeah. from Peru, which would actually didn't get his visa uh, and 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 uh, couldn't race, but yeah, it was it was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be a great showdown between between James Rodney and 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 I, and and it's a pity that it couldn't happen, but yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, at um, uh, uh, Jenny Tuff, for example, this is this is the reason why she came back. She came back because. She she was there uh, uh, three years ago, and she she did, she did she did well, but she felt like she could do better, and and she came back, and she was two days faster, and 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 that's that's the kind of motivation that we have as racers. Yeah, it's it's just not only we don't it's not only to win, you know, it's not only to be faster than than the other ones. It's it's also to be you know as fast as we know we can be, and and. And that's uh, that's definitely uh, a motivation, and, and and I mean, and also it's it's, it's such an amazing race, and it's such it's such fun to be here, and and so beautiful, and and as soon as you cross the finish line, you kind of forget all the bad stuff and all the really really hard parts, and you kind of only remember that it was an amazing adventure, and and I was just constantly happy to be there and 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 just enjoyed it all the time so this is also why i want to come back yeah last really last things what the first one is for the future you were talking about times and stuff you are still you still have in mind for sure it seems like you have in mind to come back to the silkron monte race to have a better so to perform a bit better to finish the race in a better timing first uh but you still have in mind on for example going back to the transam with uh the record uh of the transam in your mind in your mind first and the other thing are you also planning to go to other racing sometime soon you were talking we were talking before uh, about the three volcanoes maybe but what about other uh, off-road races like the atlas monte race italy divide maybe or something else is going to come the end of this year next year so I, I i take it you're talking about the tour divide right tour divide yes i probably yes okay mistake there. um yeah the, the tour divide is, is like it's like my dream yeah I I I actually started the sport for the Tour Divide and it's like <laughs> I mean I now have a career in this sport but at first 
I did. I didn't really plan on this at first. It was just Torevai, 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 and it was all I could think about, and it, was, and it was all I wanted to do, you know. And for me, it was like I was not even. I was. I mean, right now, I've I've won several races, but I I, I never planned it, you know. I I the only thing I have ever planned is just to win Torevai. Oh, wow. So as soon as as soon as I can race it, I will race it, and it's. It's it's kind of silly, I know, but it's just like it's it, that's how it started, and and I'm I'm kind of stubborn, and this is kind of my personality that when I decide that I want something, then I have to have it. Okay, and and so I, I, I this this tour divide win, um, I'm never ever gonna let go, like. As long as I haven't won the Tour Divide, I'm still gonna keep trying. Okay. So um, it's been two years that I can't not try because of COVID. Yeah. Hopefully, I will be able to try next year, and if I can get next year, yeah. I mean, the record is on my mind. Okay. But the record is not me that decides if I beat it. It's also the the weather, the conditions. Is it gonna be snowy? Is it gonna be muddy? But yeah, I mean, Tour Divide is a is a really important part of my life and of my career, and I, I definitely want to go back. Um, I'm thinking of going back to the Atlas Mountain Race as well in February, mm-hmm. uh, just because I know that it's gonna be a, a great, great, great lineup. Uh, all almost all of the big names in the sport are gonna be there, and if everyone's there, I have to be there. You know. Of course. It's, it's like, I just, it's like, if there's a party with all your friends, well, you have to go, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't like just watch them party from the, from the, from the building in front on the other side of the street, you know, you can't like, it's, it's the same for me. If I know that everyone's going to be there and it's going to do battle, I have to go. Okay. So, so Nelson told me who was going to be there and I was like, well, if all of the, all of these guys show up, I will show up. I mean, it's it's only natural. But yeah, no, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep racing. I'm gonna keep uh, trying to trying to improve and trying to get uh, trying get trying to get some uh, some W's out there. Perfect. Uh, can I ask you a per- something like a personal favor? Please continue racing. Continue take yeah. part to races and please continue do it with the same spirit that you have. The stories that you're putting out there, the spirit, the attitude that you're putting out there, okay, being there, riding hard, racing hard, trying to be the fastest one all the time, but also taking out your phone, do some uh, stories on the Instagram, putting some posts with a lot of humor, a lot of good fun, letting see people how much you're enjoying it. And of course, man, you're singing. That's just amazing thing that you are doing. I think that actually your spirit out there on the um, on the races and on social media through the race, not only like in normal chilling time, but actually through the race, shows to everybody how tough it is, of course, but also how cool it is to be outside, out there, riding the bicycle in these amazing places, enjoying it as much as you can. So please continue to do it, please, man. Okay, I will do it. I will do it for you, Stefano. I was, I was, I was thinking of stopping actually. No, no, please not. Just, just racing and being, being very serious. But <laughs> since you ask it, I will keep going. But know that it's only for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. 
<laughs> Sofian, really, uh, really, thanks a lot. It was a great pleasure to talk. And I was thinking as well, tell me if you are okay with that, that I would love as well probably to take this conversation shaping it and put it out as a podcast do you think it's a problem for you if i would decide doing it no worries at all it's no worries perfect i was thinking about doing it really like it was something like putting it like this and going live one of my specials because it was an enjoyable conversation we didn't talk only about silk road or whatever it was really enjoyable makes you makes everybody really feel which one is the spirit of this kind of races and the characters that are behind and you are one of those so 